Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Join twins K.N. Olu Taiwu, featured authors and speakers, receive keys that will unlock the door to your discovery of purpose. This is your date with destiny. Welcome to the Vision Guided Life. Thank you for tuning in. Like we usually say, Call a friend. I am Olu Taiwo, and I'm here with my brother, Kay Taiwo. Kay, what do you have to say about today's program? Well, it's going to be a very powerful program today, and we're happy that you've tuned in because we are in for a treat. Because anytime God calls us to do something that is of divine order and has a divine purpose in mind, is not never in isolation. Never. There are always going to be forces that come against it. And why does the devil try to do to oppose what God is doing because he thinks he can stop the flow of God. But anytime there's a prophetic unction behind something that God does, no matter what the devil brings, will not bring God's plan to naught. Nothing can stop the plan of God. Absolutely. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Because absolutely. God sees the end from the beginning. Yes, he does. In God is almost, put it this way, I said, I wasn't going to say almost. <laughs> That's human. <laughs> from a divine perspective, it is as good as done. Absolutely. And so we're going to see today, and we're going to go into the story of Jesus' birth, to see that we know that Jesus' birth was prophetic. We see it in the Old Testament that Jesus was, it was foretold that Jesus will come and he will die for us. He'll be our redeemer. He'll be our savior. But even Jesus was not exempt from attack. His, everything surrounding his birth was full of the enemy's attack. And we see it right here in Matthew chapter 2. And I'm going to read from verse, verse 2. It says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea in the days of Herod the king, Herod the great. Now this is the amplified version. Amplified version says Herod the Great, and that's very significant. It's significant because there was a whole lineage of Herod and his family. Yeah. This is Herod the Great. He was one that was, was known as the Herod Dynasty. When he died, it became the Herod Tetrarchy, and the Tetrarchy was when his sons and even one of his daughters were part of the, they ruled these provinces. Yes. But Herod the Great himself, later in his life, and this is around the time, the later part of his life, he became known as Herod the, the Wicked. Wicked. Yes. History shows that. Josephus, I mean, play, he, he displays what Herod's type of mindset was, how wicked he so was. So there was a shift from just Herod the Great. Yes. Now he's identified as Herod, as Herod the, Wicked. the Wicked. I wonder why. Yes, because there were a whole slew of things he did. Number one, he had ten wives. Herod the Great killed one of his ten wives. He, uh, of all his sons, he actually killed three of them. And he killed them because he was very paranoid at the latter part of his life because he thought that they were trying to conspire. overthrow, conspire yeah. and overthrow his kingdom. And interestingly enough, Herod the Great was installed by the Roman Empire, 40 BC. They installed him. And what was the title they gave him? Herod the King, King of, the Jews. of the Jews. Now, in Matthew, we see that he's identified as Herod the King, Herod the Great. But as we read uh, further, we see here that it says here that Magi 
wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? So the prophetic word of Jesus gave the title king of the Jews. 40 BC, the Romans called Herod king of the Jews. So you can see how that must have caught Herod's attention. For someone who is already paranoid. Yes. And then now you hear a prophetic word about the king of the Jews, and they're not referring to you. Yes. It's someone else. So all, uh, he felt now that he was threatened. Yes, absolutely. And then what do you do? Usually when people who are insecure like that, they try to get rid of whatever yes. is threatening their kingdom. Absolutely. Because Jesus, the pronouncement prophetically of Jesus' coming was a direct threat to Herod's kingdom. So he perceived and that's why when we have a natural approach and mindset about what God is doing, sometimes the forces that come against us, obviously they misunderstand what, we, what is about to happen and what has been proclaimed. They look at it from a natural point of view, but it's also the satanic force, knowing what has been prophesied about this Christ child, even though he had no chance of succeeding, it didn't stop him from attempting to nullify what God was doing. Because really he thought he could stop it. That's yes. what it means. That's why he attempted. Absolutely. And that's what insecurity does. Mm. But the thing is that when God's divine plan is in order and God is raising a group of people or a person, yes. circumstances sometimes will try to push out or defeat the plan of God, but it yes. can never they defeat can never, the plan of never God. They can never succeed. And you see, prophetically, God used, and it's interesting, these magi, also in other translations, they're called wise men. It's interesting that God can tap into the minds of men who are open to hear what God has to say, and he calls them wise. In previous programs, we talked about the difference between being smart and, being, and wise. being wise. When you are linked up to God's divine plan, you are walking in a divine wisdom. Yes. And someone who is not walking in divine wisdom may be smart, may be crafty, and still not, tr and tr even try to do things on their own, or even try with their smartness to nullify what God is doing is not going to succeed. Yes. And we see that here, even as we read further, listen to this, this part. For, and this is the, the wise men. For we have seen the star in the east and have come to worship him. That is the king of the Jews, Jesus. When Herod the king heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. That's very interesting. Very interesting. All of Jerusalem with him. Yes. Not only was Herod disturbed, disturbed all Jerusalem. How can all of Jerusalem be disturbed as well. There's one simple answer to that. It means that the frame of reference that they had came from Herod himself. Which means he was a, he had propaganda to yes. be able to put out a message that yes. became mass, yes. um, on a mass scale. Yes. And how do we relate it, relate that to our times? Yes. Simple. Media is a powerful force, a powerful tool. You can actually affect the mood of a whole society based on who is in control of what is being propagated and how they choose to pro propagate that message. You can frame the reference, you can yes. frame the attitude, you can yes. frame the response of people yes. by what you put out or yes. what you emphasize in a loop over Absolutely. and over Absolutely. and over again. Or you may look at a whole a whole uh, a picture, yes. but isolate a frame yes. and keep showing that frame over, over and, and, over and, and over and over again. again. That's over what's happening again. Let, let, let me read that one yes. more time. Yes. It's, I think it's worth reading. It says, when Herod the king heard this, he was disturbed and all of Jerusalem with him. with him. So he was the one that got the message and somehow got it to the people. Now, Jerusalem at that time, 
is believed to be numbered. It depends on which historian you read after. Yes. The population of Jerusalem was probably 30 to say 80,000 80, yes. people. Yes. So one person hears the message, is disturbed by what he hears, frames that message, and conveys it to the rest of society. And that's how mass media works in yes. our day to day. Now, sometimes there's an agenda yes. that a media outlet may have, and they put that message out there, and they loop it over and over again to frame an opinion about a, a company, an organization, yes. a leader. And even the body of Christ, the church. And even the body of Christ. Yes. And if the person viewing that program doesn't have enough uh, discernment, or know the motives behind those people, they can just drink it yes. up. Have you not seen yes, that? Yes, absolutely. People run, and then when the truth finally comes out, it says, yes. oh, wait a minute, I didn't know that yes. part. Yes, and, and And the interesting thing about social media is that when the message goes out the first time, it's sensational, it gets more shares and clicks, and it goes viral, but the retraction, the correction, oh, yeah. the apologies, oh, yeah. that never goes it never goes as, as far, far yes. as the damage that is done. Yes. So it's, it's damaging. And so it's very interesting concept here that this is before social media, obviously, but somehow someone who had control of the information affected the masses. Affected yes. the masses. That is profound. And taking that in a positive way, just like this broadcast. Yes. This broadcast is beaming forth. For those of you watching, this pro program is coming right into your homes. A message from the gospel, a message about Jesus Christ. God gives us platforms to be able to reach the masses with a prophetic word, with a, a teaching word, with a word to encourage, to lift you up. The same uh, medium that you're listening and watching this program, it could be a medium that is sending a message that is wrong, a message that is negative, a message that is divisive to divide the country or to unite the country. It all depends on the frame of reference. But what we're saying is that there is a good news. The good news of Jesus Christ is a prophetic word that Christ came, he died, was raised from the dead for you, for your justification. But what you need to do is receive what he has to offer. Absolutely powerful word that my brother just gave, very powerful. And so you see that things don't happen in isolation. That even when God promises a promise king to be born, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, there were people conspiring to stop that. There were forces that thought they could nullify that. So Jesus, in the promise, the good news, the wise men saw it as good news. They rejoiced. They looked forward to seeing this Christ child. But the king saw a very different picture in his mind. He was paranoid and he wanted to rid any chance of that happening. And look at, we even read further here. It says in verse 4, So he called together all the chief priests and scribes of the people and anxiously asked them where the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed, was to be born. They replied to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet Micah. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, and now in any way least among the leaders of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who shall shepherd my people Israel. And then in verse 5 says, Then Herod secretly sent for the Magi. Now, why would he secretly send? If this is such a great news that a king child was to be born, uh, king of the Jews, why would he secretly 
seek the Magi on this because if he secretly means he has a an agenda yes that is not if he if everybody knows his agenda they probably would would revolt yes or probably not give in so he absolutely. has to come it's almost like having a, a spy agency yes, as it were absolutely actually that's verse seven you yes. said verse five it's verse, verse seven. seven yes yeah correct. so he had a, a spy agency yes to kind of get information, yes, not in the open, so they yes. can come report back to him, so yes. that he can devise a scheme or absolutely. a plan. Absolutely, absolutely. And if if that plan goes out and it ceases to be a secret, then guess what happens? Yes. It can foil his plan. Absolutely, and so exactly. So secretly, he would. And the thing about it is, he called the experts. The people he called who are experts are the high priests and the scribes, the scholars, the scholars, biblical yeah. scholars yes. of the time. Yes to get the accurate information. So he wasn't just a rash person. He actually contemplated a scheme, well thought out, well thought out scheme to find out what about this child, Christ child, where was he supposed to be born, what's the exact time. He wanted to have acquire accurate information, but his agenda was diabolical. And that's where we now move on here in verse, I think it's verse, uh, is this verse 9? It says, after hearing the king, this is the, the wise men, they went their way. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went on before them, continually leading the way until they came and stood over the place where the young child was. Verse 10, when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. For to them, it was a good thing. It was a good thing. It was a good thing. <laughs> it was a good thing. They celebrated that. And then it says in verse 11, after entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. And they fell down and worshipped him. Then after opening their treasure chest, they presented him gifts fit for a king. Gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to go back to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. Now stop there yes. right there. See, this is where God always protects his prophetic word. Absolutely. God Absolutely always true. protects his pr prophetic word. Whether or not somebody tries to threaten what God has spoken to you in, in your life. If you are under God's leading and his guidance, yes. he will perfect, protect yes. his word. And he will even take over the circumstances, the things that appear to be natural things that, and I've said this in the past, that is every person that's involved in a prophetic word's, word's fulfillment doesn't necessarily have the agenda or know what the end result is. They don't is. know the role they're playing they're, sometimes. They're, they're active participants and players in a divine word coming to pass. We want to thank all our partners for your prayers and financial support. We also want to extend this invitation to those of you who've been watching us for weeks, months, and even years and have been blessed by this ministry. Now you have an opportunity to partner with us by giving. We have two simple ways. First, you can go to our website, visionforlifeministries.org and click. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On the donate button on the homepage. Even simpler than that, you can simply text GIVE to 650-399-9115. Additionally, I'm so excited to let you know that a great opportunity has opened to us to broadcast our program in the Middle East. 
in the translated language of Farsi that will reach the people that we are yet to reach and thereby expand our ministry's impact around the world. We are very, very excited by this opportunity. Imagine the people that can be reached who have never heard the gospel before. So partner with us today. Text GIVE to 650-399-9115 or visit visionforlifeministries.org and donate today. God bless you. God bless you. Herod was actually a player. Even though he had a diabolical intention, God still used him to get his plan fulfilled. In other words, Herod was a part of something much greater much than greater, himself. Even though he didn't know it. Even though he didn't know that. Even though his agenda was contrary, he could not mess up God's ultimate plan. It still came to pass. It still came to pass. So, be, But look at what happens here. Being warned by a, in a dream. Yes. Now, Herod did not reveal his motive yes. to, these, to these group so of men. So they didn't know what he intended. They did not know his intention. Yes. His intention was evil, was diabolical. Yes. I mean, it was twisted. Yes. But God had to intervene and warn them. Warn them, yes. And then they, and then they, they went on. through another way. And not only that, as we read uh, also uh, further here, I think we stopped at, uh, at verse 10. Let's read verse 11. And after entering the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then after opening their treasure chest, they presented to him gifts fit for a king, gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to go uh, back to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. In verse 16, let's skip to verse 16. Then Herod, when he realized that he had been tricked by the Magi, was extremely angry and sent soldiers and put to death all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that area who were two years old and under, according to the date which he had learned from the Magi. Wow. So you see how wicked Herod the Wicked is. He took information that was given to him out of those who rejoiced over the news and used it against the very cause. Yes. So in his attempt to kill the Christ child, he killed kid children in that region two years and younger. So in other words, I don't want to miss killing this threat to my kingdom. I'm going to sacrifice other, other children kids. in his place. Yes. That shows pure wickedness. wickedness. Pure wickedness. And that's what happens when there's evil in the heart. We see throughout history yes. of different individuals who are wicked and just killed several people. They're insecure, thinking that somebody could uh, usurp their authority. So what do they do? Just to, to be on the safe side, an insurance policy, yes. they get rid of a group of Absolutely. people, wipe them out. Wipe them out. And that's the terrible thing about, we, we have to be careful. And in today's age, we talk about the media side to things. I think as a side where we need to be careful. Ultimately, for the body of Christ and for the member of the body of Christ, a child of God in God's kingdom, we have to get the mind of God. God, what are you saying to me? What is my place in your kingdom in such a time as this? Because if you're not careful, someone else will be pulling the strings. Someone else's agenda is what you'll be pursuing. And you might not even know it. And you may not know it. you find yourself angry and perpetually angry and not know why. Because someone is feeding information to you, and if you don't filter it, you begin to act out a certain agenda. And that agenda can be a natural agenda that doesn't put into its context and framework 
the God's kingdom agenda. Exactly. Ultimately, God's kingdom agenda is what we should look at as our frame of reference. Now, am I saying we should discard our interest in the natural things that concern us? No. But we have to put things in the proper priority. I think for the, the challenge for the body of Christ today is what worldview we hold on to. Because really, you mentioned worldview. Worldview is really very crucial. You can't change the world having it's the same worldview as the world. Please repeat that again. You cannot change the world if you have the same view that the worldview that the world has. Your, your worldview must come from a divine perspective, from God's word. God's word has to be the platform from which you view the world. Unfortunately, in our day, many cases we see people who are in the church, sit in the pew, but when they move out into the real world, as it were, they do not see or respond to the world from the perspective of the word of God. They respond to what is happening all around them. They respond to social media, the media itself, and like we said, they all have agendas, but you have to go through God's word. God's word is pure. God has no ill motives. The Bible says that he's consistent, he's light. So when you are hearing from God's word, you're hearing pure light. And if we filter everything we are hearing through God's word, what is God saying? Does this really line up with the heart of God? What is the motive of this uh, organization or group of people? Are they speaking for God? Are they speaking uh, with, with a pure intentions? Many cases you'll find that every organization has an agenda, but God's agenda trumps them all. Absolutely. Very powerful, profound word you just gave there. And why it's profound is it doesn't matter. You can be an institution and be a relic of your glorious past. In other words, you can be a church on a corner at a certain address that has been there for years, decades, but you are simply a frame, not an, a living organism of what you used to be. You, you had a great reputation, and you're riding on a reputation, but in the present time, you are not functioning in that kingdom mandate. Why? Because you've been, you have become part of society where you become, you, you blend in, you don't stand out. God has called us to stand out. He has called us to be the light of the world. That's what he's called exactly. us to do. Exactly. So we're not right? supposed to be in, in isolation. Absolutely not. Because how can we impact the world we're isolated from the world? We can't. And, and something we've said in this program over and over again, God has designed us to be thermostats. Yes. Not thermometers that just measure right. the temperature. Right. And, and we, we, we reflect what's happening in society. Yes. We're supposed to regulate temperature. Regulate the temperature. first century church was so impactful in their day that the detractors said, Look at those who have come, who have turned the world upside, upside down. down. They've come here too. Yes. Are they going to come and repeat the same thing exactly. here? Exactly. There was a difference yes. from the, these, these yes. men of God, women of God in that first century church. Yes. Where is the church today? I think something happens when there is what I call when you become a monument. You're around so long that you know the ins and outs of how things are done. So what ends up happening is that you start to know the norms of society, you begin to flow in those norms, that you begin to lose your prophetic edge. We're talking about being a prophetic voice. That's what God has called us to do. This yes. very prophetic word that uh, heralded the coming of Christ had on one side the wise men who rejoiced with that news, and Herod on the other side who saw it as a threat to his kingdom. Anytime the prophetic word of God comes into a society, comes into a place to effect kingdom change, they are, they're going to be assaults from all sides to nullify the effectiveness 
of that prophetic, uh, prophetic word. But if we are standing consistently on God's side of that prophetic utterance, God will protect his prophetic word. There's nothing the enemy can do. The Bible even talks about that we wage war by the prof prophetic word that we've received. Yes. So we have to put that in mind that God has called us to such a time as this, and we have to get back our prophetic edge. I'm not saying inventing something, but going back to God's word primarily, and as God begins to illuminate unto us what he's called us to do, stay true to that prophetic voice, that prophetic word that we've been given. What you said is so, so powerful. Stay true to the prophetic word. I want to go back to what you said, what we're talking about Herod. Usually the birth of a child is a thing of rejoicing. True. Not for Herod. Not for Herod. And that's what happens. A child is a, a source of joy to a, a family, delight. to a community. People look at the child, they dote over the child, they yes. say, wow, yes. the child is uh, uh, cute, yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. But Herod saw a child as a threat because yes. he understood something about kingdom and he understood that if this is a king in in in, in truth yes then perhaps maybe my kingdom will be taken away from Absolutely. me but going back to again what you said about us having our prophetic edge very crucial the word of god is our source and when, many times what happens that people when people move away from the word of god they develop philosophies yep. you begin True. to see that in the church today that they can they speak apart from the word True. Interesting. Anytime a man of God or a woman of God is speaking, you should not see, there should not be any daylight between what they're saying and the Word of God. Absolutely. There should be a synergy. That's powerful. And when you don't see that synergy, run for your life. Yes. And something actually comes to mind. Yes. I told you that 40 BC, that the Romans declared Herod uh, king of the Jews. Yes. Interestingly, though, when Matthew Gospel talks about Herod, he says, <laughs> Herod the king. Herod the Great. But when he talks about this Christ child, it says King of, the, of Jews. the Jews. And we've talked ad nauseum about the difference between vision and ambition. What is vision? Vision is a redemptive revelation of God. Vision is by nature, others focus. Ambition is self-focus. Self so in Herod's title, Herod the King, we see the person and we see his title. But in proclaiming the coming of Jesus, we see the king of the, Jew, people. the people, king yes, of, the, of Jews. the Jews. So in it's, words, it's a connection with people. Yes. It was a king of the people. Of the people. Yes. For the people. But another one was title, title driven. Title driven. And the title driven king is what I call the establishment. The establishment is always threatened by the newbies, by the newcomers. The familiar, the establishment, is threatened by the unfamiliar. That's why he had to inquire, who, what is this threat? Yes, what is this yes. new thing that's coming to overtake and overthrow what I have been established in for all these years, yes, right? Yes, and what you said is, is true of individuals. Yes. It's true of organizations. Yes. It's true of companies. Yes. It's true of a nation. Yes. It's true of a nation. Yes. It's profound. The new always is a threat to the establishment, to the old, right? Yes. Why, why is that, though? I think because the establishment has had its roots firmly grounded in what is going on. It's a power thing. So anything new that might affect the people, draw the people's attention, tends to be a threat to the establishment. And so Jesus was a threat to, to the, the establishment. establishment of this day. Absolutely. And if God calls you into a, a certain ministry or a certain venture, and is, is a prophetic element to expand his kingdom, you might appear as a newbie on the, on the, on the block, 
and you might expect some opposition. But just because you are ex experiencing opposition doesn't mean you're out of the will of God. Whether or not you're in the will of God, you will face opposition. But stay true to what God has called is what we're saying. We want to thank you for tuning in to the Vision Guide of Life. I'm sure that you have been blessed. Remember this, that transformation takes place through identification with Christ. God bless you. God bless you. continue to be locked in a fog of confusion, God calls out a remnant. Arise, shine, your light has come. You are an agent of change. Yes, you are. You have been equipped with tools to fulfill your God-given assignment. What you need is illumination. Illumination is a personal revelation of an already existing truth. Your God-given marching orders empower you to be successful in affecting change in your world. Agents of change are not preoccupied with darkness. They are preoccupied with being the light. Don't be an expert at what you are against and an amateur at what you are for. The light of God is the catalyst for transformation. It is time to arise, shine, because your light has come. For a gift of $25 or more, call 1-844-334-2197 or visit visionforlifeministries.org right now to order. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.